Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the RR Show. Today we are coming at you with a little bit of malicious compliance. This is episode 234. So grab your tea, grab your popcorn, and let's jump in with our first story today from Sloppy Ice Cream. Petty Army Revenge is par for the course. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Dear reader, I had an illustrious 21-year career in the United States Army which miraculously concluded with an honorable discharge. 21 years and 14 combat deployments produce a lifetime of stories. The overwhelming majority of memories are comical and worth remembering. Like the time I barrowed another human's truck, or the time I relocated an artillery display in my barracks room. However, some memories are extra ammunition after a live fire exercise, worth donating to Chuck and Barry. Memories suppressed so well, they never happened. However, these memories can be unintentionally triggered. I worked at the bad place before attending assessment and selection. Working there was the sole reason for attending selection. The bad place was a three-star command and nursing home for dying careers. The bad place was a mixture of National Guard, Army Reserve, Active Duty, and Department of the Army Civilians. It was essentially a foreign planet for a soldier who had grown up in regiment and the 82nd Airborne Division. Overnight, I had transitioned from Airborne Infantry to the Equipment Tracking Officer. It was my sole purpose in life to source pre-deployment training equipment for deploying National Guard and Army Reserve units. These units would request specific types of equipment, and it was my responsibility to source at least two-thirds of the requested equipment. I should mention, my boss at the bad place was Department of the Army Civilian. I had 10 years of service under my belt, and it was the first time my direct supervisor was a civilian. Now, I have no issues with civilians, but I do have issues with horrible leadership. Mike was horrible. Mike was a dirty diaper full of shit and always on my ass. Side note, I feel the need to mention that the bad place recently moved. Moved, you say? Why, yes, deep south one day and midwest the next. Why, because of aliens? Oh, no, no, no. Base realignment and closure. Wait, what? The army decided to close some bases and expand others. Oh. So, what does this have to do with the story, you might ask? Well, there was two active duty soldiers and two departments of the army civilians performing the duties of equipment tracking officers in the Deep South. None of them moved, and all continuity was lost. So, okay, you might be thinking. There had to be some kind of transition, though, right? Well, yes, all four of them spent countless hours informing me how terrible of a human Mike was via email. Okay, so back to the story. 
Dear reader, I had no earthly idea what my job was or how I was to perform it initially. Making matters worse, I would quickly learn Mike had no earthly idea either. Mike only knew what Zed final product looked like and was mentally unaware of the other 26 letters in the alphabet. Mike was less fluid than blinker fluid and football bats. Fear not though, dear reader, it only took three months of working from 0500 to 2300 to garner a nascent understanding of my roles and responsibilities. Thankfully, I had wonderful counterparts at sister organizations. Furthermore, they were all equally aware of how useful Mike was. Fast forward four months. The section was still composed of exactly one sloppy. I was 25% of the total allotted manpower performing 100% of the duties. If you wait until the last minute, it only takes a minute, was my battle cry. Life was grand. I had developed standard operating procedures and automated matrices to assist me. I was even starting to catch errors from the department that validated equipment requests. Note, remember it was my duty to source two-thirds of the equipment request. I had a very unpleasant one-way conversation in August of 2011. Captain Richard Cranium was requesting I provide three Rhino buses for training. Dear reader, I kindly explained why fulfilling this request was unfeasible. Problem solved, right? Nope. I then received a call from Lieutenant Colonel Richard Cranium. I then received a call from Colonel Richard Cranium. The issue quickly became a self-licking ice cream cone of chaos. Ring, ring, ring. Uh, this is Bad Place, G4 Equipment Tracking Office, sir. This is uh, Rank Sloppy speaking. How may I help you, sir or ma'am? Uh, this is Major General Richard Cranium from the California National Guard. A quick side note, civilian readers. The Major General is the boss dickhead for all National Guard soldiers in the state of California. Sloppy does not get calls from general officers. Ever. Oh, uh, how can I help you, sir? I'm calling to inquire as to why you not fulfill our equipment request. Is it not your policy to provide two-thirds? Dear reader, I was now a bit agitated. I had clearly explained the issue to the company commander, battalion commander, and brigade commander. I now have an irate god-level commander on the phone and two courses of action are cycling through my mind. I could kindly explain why this request was absurd, or I could go full regiment sloppy. Sir, I clearly explained to the previous commanders why I cannot fulfill their requests and provided other options. I don't want options, rank sloppy. I want my three rhino buses. <sighs> Roger, sir. Well, as I told the previous commanders, there are only five rhino buses that exist on Earth. Three of them are deployed to Iraq, and the other two are in Afghanistan. Do you wish for me to forward this equipment request to Forces Command? Oh, that won't be necessary, Rank Sloppy. Are you sure, sir? I mean, I can. No. Did you explain this to every single one of them, sir? Hmm. I have some phone calls to make. Dear reader, the world was right again. At least I thought it was. It appears the Major General was slow to contact his subordinate leadership. The Colonel had contacted Mike demanding I supply his unit with rhino buses. One would think a simple explanation would suffice for Mike, but one would be wrong. 
Common Sense is an elusive, fickle creature for Mike. It was like trying to explain what number the letter purple tastes like. Um, did you tell a unit they can't have a piece of equipment? Yes, sir. Why? Because there are only five of them, and they are all deployed to combat zones. Well, you need to figure out how to get them. Oh, man, is this guy fucking serious? Oh, God, I think he is. You mean, like, call the Pentagon, ask them to redeploy them from combat because some unit needs to train with them? It's your job to validate equipment. It's your job to source it. Do you understand? Oh, roger that, sir. Dear reader, when one door closes, check for an open window. I had over 90 units on my desk and 30,000 pieces of equipment to source for the month of August. It did not take long to find a window to crawl out of. I found a unique request from an inventory unit. They requested a plethora of equipment and it all made sense, minus four pieces of equipment. Pretty sure those four pieces of equipment need to be on a different type of request, right? Yeah, but isn't it your job to validate it? Oh, right, yes. I sourced it, all four of them. It was not an easy task either. I literally had to scour the entire country for available inventory. I made phone call after phone call to make this request happen. None of the items were collocated. They would need to be transported from the far stretches of the continental United States and failure was not an option. I had fulfilled my responsibilities. I source the equipment and turn it over to Mike for signatures. Mike's signature magically allocates funding and authorizes the transportation of said equipment. Dear reader, shit typically rolls downhill. However, this specific request defied the laws of physics and gravity. Shit was going to roll uphill. I crawled back through the window and waited a month for the fallout to ensue. Truth be told, due to my heavy workload, I'd forgotten about my magnificent accomplishment. It was another horrible day at work until I received a magical phone call. Ring, ring, ring. Hello, the bad place, G4 equipment tracking officer. This is Rank Sloppy speaking. How may I help you, sir or ma'am? Hello, I'm Sergeant First Class Ricky Bobby. I am the long range surveillance platoon sergeant for unit name. Oh, hey, Ricky, how can I help you? Well, I'm looking at four helicopters, and I'm told I need to sign for them. Uh, let me look at that request for you. Yes, you requested two UH-60L Blackhawk helicopters and two UH-47 Chinook helicopters, correct? Well, yes, but I requested them for SPY, Special Purpose Insertion Extraction System, and FRIES, Fast Rope Insertion Extraction System Training. I'm not a pilot. What the hell am I supposed to do with four helicopters? Well, I mean, once you sign for them, they're yours. I suppose you could try and fly them? Fucking army. Uh, I suppose I could. Don't worry, man, I got you back. I've already coordinated with our aviation validators to, to support your request. I'll give you their number. I'm ready to copy. 8675309. Thanks, man. Call me back if you have any issues, brother. I'll walk upstairs to G3 and get this sorted so the boys can do spies and fries. We'll comply, man. Now, dear reader, not only does shit roll uphill, but shit rolls uphill faster than I expected. I had just hung up the phone and was departing for lunch. I didn't make it five feet before I was beckoned to Mike's office. 
There are four chairs in Mike's office, one with a load-bearing capacity of at least 400 pounds and four normal people chairs. I was awkwardly surprised to find it was already standing room only. The G4 Colonel, Deputy G4 Civilian, DAC, and G3 Operations Colonel were already in Mike's office. Uh, it seems we have an issue, right, Floppy? We? Really? I'm not aware of any issue, sir. Well, unit name at Fort Hood and the battalion commander is wondering why one of his platoon sergeants signed for four helicopters. <gasps> Did they request four helicopters? I can go get the equipment request. I have it right here in my hand. Okay. Did they request? Yes, they did. I don't understand the... The issue is we needlessly shipped four helicopters across the United States. There are already helicopters at Fort Hood, helicopters and pilots there to support spies and fries training. They are there specifically for this type of request. Rank sloppy. Did this request not look odd to you? Well, absolutely, sir. Entire room, just shocked faces, just baffled as fuck. Then why did you source it? <clears throat> sloppy retells the entire of the Rhino Bus saga. Sir, as I understand it, it is not my job to validate, it's my job to source it. Mike made it very clear to me on multiple occasions. Wait, Luffy, do you realize you just cost the army over $100,000 to ship equipment we didn't need to ship? Sir. No, Mike, you just cost the army over $100,000. Sir? Mike. It is your signature that authorizes allocation of money and shipping. Did you tell Rank Sloppy it's his job to source? Do not validate anything and only source. Sir, I did, but... At this point, the colonel starts walking out. Mike, let's have a meeting in my office. Oh, that sounds bad. Yeah, but Mike, not us. Right. Sloppy retreats to desk. Side note, I know the G3 colonel. We had worked in the same unit when he was a major. G3 colonel follows me and sits on my desk. G3 colonel says, How in the fuck did you do it? Do what? Find four helicopters! Oh, I called everyone. I leveraged my network of contacts and made it my mission. What did your counterparts say about the request? Oh, they had the same sentiment towards Mike. Whew, honestly, that's impressive. Sir... I was gonna get shit on either way, so I decided, fuck Mike. Yeah, fuck Mike, I guess. Dear reader, thank you for reading my Petty Army Revenge. I have good news. I no longer worked for Mike after that interaction. Other misdeed stories came to light after that encounter. I had a long desk side meeting with G4 Colonel and fully detailed my relationship with Mike. It's nearly impossible to fire Department of the Army Civilians, but it was easy to move me. The G3 Colonel found a more suitable position for an infantryman. It also sucked, but he gave me ample time to prepare for assessment and selection. I was at TBP for 18 horrible months before I found greener pastures. I could lament on all the horrible things, but it's not worth it. Why? Well, at least I know where to go if ever I need four fucking helicopters. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. 
Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do, too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.